0: Everybody. Welcome to Podcast Revived episode number 9, even though on my notes I still have written number 7 because I just copy my notes from one episode to the next. I am your host, as always, Shane Craig, and joining me is the lovely Jesse Craig. Hello. I should probably start reading these notes a little bit when I copy them and paste them over. So apparently, I'm not... Apparently, that's an error I've not corrected twice now. <laughs> Just letting it ride.
1: Yeah, like this is fine. It's
0: fine. Seven, eight, nine. I'll be on episode 15, still reading number seven. Mm-hmm. It's the perpetual seventh episode. <laughs> we'll pack it. Episode number seven again. Point two. It's always number seven. Seven's a lucky number.
1: Well, <laughs> apparently. Maybe for you. Why would
0: seven be a lucky number? What is it about seven that makes it lucky?
1: Maybe it's just quirky and different. I guess. I don't know what would make
0: it quirky and or different.
1: I don't know. Seven is is just a fun number. It is
0: different from six or eight in that it is (laughs) seven.
1: (laughs) Well, we all know six is an evil number.
0: Uh, Seven also eight, nine. Yes. (laughs) So you got to watch out for that. Yeah. Seven's uh, a cannibalistic number. Mm Mm-hmm. Cannabis number seven.
1: It only took me like 10 years to understand that joke.
0: <laughs> seven, eight, nine. And you're like, why are you counting? Why is everybody laughing? <laughs> yeah, I know. It was like, get
1: here? it? Seven, eight, nine. And I'm like, Ten, I don't 11. understand. What are you getting at? <laughs> and then someone said, Jesse, like eight as an eat. And I was like, oh my God. Uh, oh my. Thank you to the person after 10 years who explained that that's what they meant. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs>
0: One of the things that keeps me from being a consistent and avid Twitch stream viewer is often the attitude and generally the way that streamers can come across to their viewers. So often when watching a stream, it can become painfully obvious to me The sort of attitude and character of the person I might be watching. Let's face it, not everyone has a personality that people are going to want to spend hours upon hours with. Well, I'm here to tell you that Riper Healistic, that's spelled R-Y-P-E-R-H-E-A-L-I-S-T-I-C, might be the exact opposite of that. Whether he's playing something like Stardew Valley, which happens to be my co-host Jesse's favorite game of the maybe ever, Fall Guys, or something like Metal Gear, you can always tell he's got the right attitude and seems to be in a pleasant mood. You can find a link to his stream at scaryifliteral.com if you look for the Friends of SIL link up at the top. That's a blog where we highlight some content creators we've met along the way. Go give Riper Healistic a follow, and don't forget to say hello in the chat. Got a great show for you guys today. We're we're gonna talk... We're going to talk a lot about Mario today.
1: My Mario. It's
0: going to be a very Mario-centric episode, because there's a lot of good Mario news to talk about. We're going to talk about our number 7th, or number 7th, <laughs>
1: wow. You're sounding like me.
0: Number 7th game of the decade <laughs> from Metacritic. <laughs> I didn't plan this, I just noticed, which is uh, a Mario game, strangely enough, so I figured that all, that all kind of worked out perfectly, and then obviously Nintendo had their big 35th anniversary mario stravaganza
1: let's just think about that for a second let that sink in mario's
0: 35 years old
1: 30 well i mean how old is he in game and then uh, add 35 years on he's top of perpetually that
0: Perpetually seven <laughs> seven years old
1: <laughs> mario's not seven no no he's seven yeah. he has a mustache Look, he
0: developed early <laughs>
1: <laughs> he has like
0: a girlfriend no he doesn't he has a girl he's obsessed with oh that's not his girlfriend
1: oh my god is mario a
0: he's kind of a stalker a stalker maybe she likes bowser
1: i think she does that's my head canon is that she likes to hang out with bowser and she has to be like oh no i got kidnapped again again,
0: and here comes mario and she's like son of a bitch yeah
1: this this weird kid with a mustache (laughs) We ne- we should move into the next topic because I have a really good point to bring up about Bowser and his children.
0: Well, I, I guess we ca- I mean, what what do you want to say about Bowser and his children? I don't I don't know how How does to tra- he
1: have them?
0: It's true. Maybe he's And
1: in Mario Sunshine, his children call Peach mama. I don't know. I don't I'm just know. saying maybe they're a family and maybe. Mario's just like refusing to believe so it. So
0: I never I mean, there are like in the earlier Mario games, there are like other Koopas, other smaller yeah. Bowser-like creatures, right? But I don't know where they... I don't know from whence they came.
1: Is Bowser a Koopa?
0: And there is a Bowser Jr.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Bowser has babies. Baby Bowser. I think <laughs> Bowser's a, a giant
0: Koopa, right?
1: Is he the king of the Koopas?
0: Yeah, he's name he's literally, uh, King Koopa is one of those.
1: See, I don't know that much about, like, the the original story of Mario because I cannot play it. (laughs) And then there
0: is a Bowser Jr. who is explicitly his offspring. Yeah. But who is Bowser Jr.'s mom? Peach. Who's Queen Koopa? It's Peach. You're implying that Bowser Jr. is at least one half human. Yes. And that's what makes him so diabolical. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's the human DNA in there.
1: Is wait Bowser Junior is not a well. He's kind of a bad guy. Yeah, he is a bad guy in in Mario Sunshine.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's he's pretty explicitly a bad guy. But he's a baby.
1: Yeah. So like,
0: but he's half human, so yeah. that's what makes him evil? <laughs> yeah. What is the canon here? Who is Bowser Junior's mom?
1: It, I listen. I swear it's it's Peach. A lot of people, I bet, believe it's Peach, and that oh my, Mario oh my is just God. kidnapping
0: during the events of the story. Bowser Junior himself claims that his mother is Princess Peach. Which she does not seem to have a rebuttal to. No. <laughs> yeah. However, the game's ending cutscene, Bowser tells his son that Peach is not his mother.
1: Oh, I don't know. I didn't finish the game, so spoilers for me. What? <laughs> for a game that's very old. What? Yeah.
0: Prompting widespread speculation among its fans. So they've played with this idea. Yeah. This messed up idea. I love it. <laughs> of Bowser. Just fucking Princess Peach. I mean Oh my god. I mean, look, what was it, What else was he kidnapping her for? Right. You know? Like, I, let's be real here.
1: I don't know. I'm thinking maybe Peach might kind of be a bad guy. Maybe.
0: So, maybe.
1: Yeah, I think she was into the kidnapping, and Mario's like, ah, I gotta go get her. That's my girlfriend, I wish. And she's like...
0: In my brain.
1: Finally, I can get away from that short Italian weirdo who does backflips and... Wah, and his what weird brother. No, I'm kidding. I love Luigi. Luigi is all things good. You know who's
0: better than Luigi? Nobody. <laughs> no. No, there is someone that is explicitly better than is Luigi. Is it Waluigi? Gooigi.
1: Gooigi. <laughs> I, really, I had forgotten about him. I, I really wish you didn't bring that back up. <laughs> never
0: forget Gooigi exists. <laughs> they call him
1: Gooigi. Yeah. They call him Gooigi. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody was like, what are we going to call
0: him? And someone else had to approve it.
1: And there was some maniac in the back, like you. And they were oh, yeah. like, like, let's call him Gooey G. <laughs>
0: someone's like, hell yeah.
1: Where does he come into play in all
0: this? Mickey's made of ectoplasm.
1: Yeah. You know, oh the, the, God, that's the goo that make Yeah.
0: I don't know. I didn't play that game, but he's he's a goo version of Luigi. So
1: why is Luigi so afraid of the ghost but not gooichi?
0: Personally, if I saw a ghost <laughs> and then my clone made of goo, <laughs> I'm probably running away from the goo me.
1: Yeah.
0: Before the ghost, because the ghost is a ghost. <laughs> Can't hurt me, but gooigi mm-hmm. thats messed up. It's corporeal. Yeah, he's gonna get goo on me. Yeah. Oh, mm. I don't like it. Yeah, gooigi
1: We're also, you know, taught to hate our doppelgangers. What if you have one made out of goo? Out of goo. And hey, that's what Shadow Mario was, and in, in uh, Super Mario Sunshine, he was like kind of gooey looking too. And Mario was like, ah, I hate him.
0: A lot of weird. Luigi's
1: like. Don't hate thy gooey neighbor.
0: <laughs> Me and Gooigi are tight. We're good.
1: <laughs> it's because Luigi's best.
0: Yeah, yeah. I guess what we can do is we can talk about let's let's do the the number seven game of the decade, and that'll lead into the, the new the new Mario stuff. Okay. So we didn't
1: even announce the new Mario stuff. No, cause we haven't got there yet. We got sidetracked on Gooigi. Gooigi.
0: So I'm now discovering that when i click on the link to go to the page for what uh, i've been reading off of for that thing the urls broke okay they fixed it hmm. um so the number 7 game of the decade let me make sure that I actually changed that yeah i'm wrong it's the number 6 game hmm. there's another instance of me just not changing my shit <laughs> the number 6 game of the decade is, in fact, Mario Odyssey. All right. Which I'm actually quite surprised to see it that high on the list. Take a guess what the average review score on Metacritic out of 100 is for Mario Odyssey.
1: 95.
0: 97. Oh. I mean, it is It is up there. Wow. No hate for Mario Odyssey. The user score is 8.9, which is still quite good. But it's, you know, a ni- a 97. Wow. It got a lot of perfect scores actually, several, like three of them here. Um Giant Bomb. Each Kingdom is absolutely packed with charm, clever objectives, gorgeous visuals, a stellar soundtrack, and a huge variety of ways to have fun. I'm reading this from so far away. I mean
1: it was good, but I I'm still wondering like am I putting like we're putting it ab- above The Last of Us? Yeah. In Red Dead Redemption? Yeah. We're we're putting Odyssey above that.
0: Yeah. I I I thought Mario Odyssey was quite good. I thought it was a return to form for the Mario franchise. It yeah. was my favorite one in a while. Would I put it over you know even on even on the same the same console? Would I put it over something like Breath of the Wild? No. Right. Um
1: We haven't even talked about that one. I bet that one's up there.
0: Spoiler alert. It's still coming. Ooh.
1: Um
0: it was a very good game. What I when I give it, a, you know, I am trying to think if i if I was reviewing that game, you know, at, you know, say out of ten, I, you know, I'd say eight and a half would probably be. And actually, I think that's exactly what the user user score eight point nine. I think the user score is pretty pretty close to how yeah. I would feel. I wonder if it very, has to very do good.
1: with the state of the world when it came out.
0: think anything bad was going on at that point no
1: but like
0: well i mean relatively people are playing it
1: now because of quarantine and everybody has a switch now a lot of a lot of replayability
0: in the sense that there's you know in any of these mario 3d games like you know mario 64 and so forth there's you know tons of stars to collect so there's a lot to do it's got a lot of different worlds a lot of different really kind of out there characters different Character mechanics.
1: outfits. Always a good thing. You could throw your hat at a frog and
0: be a frog. That's true. A lot of funny stuff you could do. I think my favorite thing that happened in that game was the little oh. gliding lizard. <laughs> and you could be him. Oh my god. <laughs> and if you like barely pushed your stick so he would like slowly walk. He would yeah. do this really yeah. weird like prancing walk with like his hands up. <clears throat> oh. That was hilarious! Was Throwing your hat out of T-Rex <laughs> and being a T-Rex. That was pretty badass. Yeah. I mean look it. No question, Mario Odyssey was a great game. It
1: really was, and I enjoyed it. I, I was surprised though, because I thought there was going to be a lot more to it. Like when I got, I, I did not finish the game. I can't get through the final battle. But you told me what happened, so I was like, whatever, I don't need to. Yeah. But I thought there was going to be a lot more than there was. Well,
0: see, the thing about these Mario sorts of games in general is that they're if you just go for the finish for the ending of the game, they're not like obscenely long. It the the replayability is in the collecting of all the different stars or in this case moons it's like you beat the game but it's like well you still got 50 moons or whatever it might have been to go yeah. back and collect and yeah. they're all going to be pretty fun and challenging and right. and interesting to get that's the fun uh, part is when you drop into a new area and you're you start looking around and you see a moon way up in the sky and you're like okay how am I going to get to that and then you're trying to like work out how mm-hmm. to get enough moons to move on to the next area but you could go back and get the rest of them too so it's what I think that they they did really well and I think that they've done really well for me since Mario Galaxy is making a game that is challenging but not punishing. Yeah. It's challenging enough to be, you know, somewhat rewarding but not so hard that you're like fuck this game. Yeah. Which, you know, is a is a, a difficult balance. Well,
1: I did say that at the end of Odyssey because I couldn't I just cannot I, I can't beat Bowser at the end.
0: The ending of Odyssey was more difficult than the ending of something like Galaxy, for sure.
1: Well, see, here's the thing I have never beaten any Mario game. That's it's very sad. It is sad. Because you but, played them. Yeah, I, I did play them and you I got very close, but. You, you lack commitment. No, I don't. A lot of crap happened that made it, un, like, yeah, made it not available for me. Like, with, Sunshine, I would have beaten that, but like I was a kid and someone someone stole all my GameCube games. It's a bummer. Well so you're going to beat get, that one or Wind Waker. You're going to get another
0: <laughs> chance at beating Super Mario Sunshine because just the other day Nintendo had their thirty fifth anniversary for Mario, where they announced a whole plethora of Mario related titles. And I think that the one that got most people excited was Super Mario 3D All Stars, which will pack in Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, and Super Mario Galaxy in one package for the low, low price of $59.99. Strangely enough, with this, it's a limited run.
1: Yeah, so that is weird.
0: September 18th to March 31st, and then it's over. Why? I don't know. I'm not sure what the what the the point of that is.
1: You can buy them digitally, right? Yeah. And then after that, it's like, nope. Gone. Hmm.
0: I don't know. Uh, to, I I wonder if... I mean... I, I don't know. I guess the idea would be that there might have been people that would have thought, like, well, I'll wait till, it, you know... Come. But Mario... But, like, first party Nintendo games don't come down in
1: price. Yeah.
0: So, like, it's not like it was ever going to, like, be on sale. do Because they, yeah. they don't really do that. Yeah. I don't know. It's very Maybe strange. Maybe they have
1: something better for the holidays coming
0: it's gonna run through past the holidays through march
1: oh it is isn't it
0: so i really don't know what to make of that the games i mean they're they're i don't really think that they're you know they're not like a like a remake in any real sense they're a remaster but it's pretty light what they did to them they're we well, don't
1: have to do much because they look so good anyways
0: i kind of on some levels like there's been these remakes, like the Spyro collection, mm-hmm. where they totally remade them. They look oh, like yeah. a brand new game.
1: And that was necessary.
0: There's definitely something to be said about doing things that way, because mm-hmm. it looks like you're playing a brand new game. And I don't want this to come across like I'm just excusing any sort of like laziness out of Nintendo, because I don't really know exactly where I fall on this. But this collection, like Mario 64, looks worse than Mario Sunshine, looks worse than Mario Galaxy. They've improved them a little bit, but they didn't bring them all up to the same level. So you're going to get that sense of progression in the sense that, you know, you're going to play Mario 64 and, and look, I hate to break it to everybody, but there's a lot of kids out there that have never played any of these games Mm -hmm. let alone mario 64 Mario 64 is an old ass game now it
1: really is it's almost impossible to even find like there's nowhere to really consoles there's
0: nowhere to really even play it right now like they 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 did the remaster or the remake for the ds which was fantastic Mm -hmm. good god that was so good and i mean that's really i think that's been the last time that they re-released it so like you know someone like like my little brother has not played any of these games So, there's been a little bit of, like, a controversy where people have been, like, you know, they're charging $60 for three old-ass games, you know?
1: No, but, okay, but it's three games, though. And it's, 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 and I know, a lot of people that
0: are mad about it, it's like, well, yeah, you've already played them, so maybe this isn't for you. But, like, how many people have a Switch now that have literally never played any of these games. Yeah,
1: exactly. My little
0: brother has never played any of these games. Our parents. He's going to spend, they're going to spend 60 bucks on this Mm -hmm. and he's going to have three really, really good games to play through. Which start with Mario 64, which, as I, I think I mentioned this before on the show, you know, I remember that first time I ever saw Mario 64, like this was like, we didn't have, I think this was we, we had had dial up But no one really used it And so I hadn't, hadn't even really seen Mario 64 Yeah And then we, we I went to a friend's house And If they're They they may be listening Daniel If you happen to be listening to this <laughs> I was over With his older brother Because Daniel's a little younger than me We walked through the living room And Daniel was on the floor In front of the TV Playing Mario 64 No. And I remember walking by and I I looked over at the TV and I just saw, you know, Mario in this three dimensional space, Mm -hmm. which immediately I was like, what, what
1: What is this? Yeah.
0: And he's running around and he's climbing up trees and he's jumping and he's just doing, you know, conceivably in my mind, you know, I open world games. I hadn't, I mean, I guess like Pokemon I'd played, but like not in this like three dimensional sense. No. My mind was blown. I, I could not wrap my head around what what I, what I was seeing and of course they had seen they played it so josh his brother was like you know we were just kind of moving through and mm-hmm. i i wanted to just be like can we just can i just do this yeah, like me... i don't i don't want to do whatever whatever it is we were about to do i don't care anymore yeah to see this <laughs> i've never seen this before and it, it blew my mind yeah and I didn't get to actually really play it for a while after that. And then when I finally did, like, I man. And then I think I didn't, I didn't finish it. It came out on the DS. And by that point, I would kind of started to get back into gaming. Mm-hmm. Got it on the DS. And it just, I was like, man, this, this, game, this game is so good. And on the DS, it was amazing.
1: So <clears throat> I, I had a similar thing where I was at a friend's house and she had a 64. And so we had played Mario 64 a little bit and um, Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. on there and oh, yeah. i was like oh my god like i was obsessed mario, well, with the mario kart game in
0: 64 Mar- the yeah. original mario <clears throat> kart was in the snes it was fine mario kart 64 was so good right so
1: good and i had never i did not play mario 64 until i was graduating high school i got my own apartment got uh, i found i found this N64, and it was, like, the purple one that you kind of, like, see through. It was, like, transparent. I got that one and a bunch of games, and I don't know what possessed me to ultimately... (laughs) To dump
0: your drink out on my rug.
1: I got excited my foot twitched. Didn't play the game until I was graduated from high school and had my own TV, my own console, and when I went in to play it, like the graphics were so weird like you know how like you're literally just in a box in that game Mm -hmm. that would like kind of freak me out a little bit like it that and um ocarina of time i think i played that one and it's just like you're in this giant box and you can move the camera around and see like the sky is basically just like a ceiling and stuff yeah and i would start having like nightmares about the game (laughs) And about the staircase, the never-ending staircase got me really bad. Yeah. I would have nightmares about that, and I was like, mm, "I'm not enjoying this really." <laughs> so I did not play that much of it, but I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give it another shot. Obviously, Mario sixty
0: four was incredibly impactful because before Mario sixty four, you know, obviously there've been regular platformers, but no one had done a three D platformer to that level, yeah. yet and, and and executed that well. And they did so many smart things, like intuitive things that you don't think about. Like in a 2D platformer, you're going to jump from one platform to another, Mm -hmm. right? It's not that hard. In a 3D platformer, it's just more difficult to gauge without depth. Mm -hmm. You can see depth, but not in a true binocular sense. You would need a VR headset to really be able to judge distance forward to jump. Right. So they thought, you know... Well, we're going to use Mario's Shadow. So when you jump, if, you're, if you see Mario's Shadow on the platform you're going to land on, you know you're over it. Oh. So just smart, little intuitive things that mm-hmm. you know, most people don't think about that. But they had to figure that out because it, to make the platforming feel good in yeah. a 3D space. Yeah. And they crushed it on their first time out because Shigeru Miyamoto is, is a, a mastermind. Genius. But you're not only going to get Mario 64, which is historically relevant to just video games in general mario sunshine which my is my
1: favorite game of all time
0: which is jesse's favorite game it's, it's it, i think it's safe to say that it's a little bit divisive in the mario community some people love it some people hate it i never yeah, actually I care, played no. it um i never played it actually at all <laughs> well, i
1: thought all. you did play it
0: no I, I i started it on like an emulator i think to test some stuff but i never actually like played it play well
1: it. It's got a lot of really cool stuff, and the main reason why I love it so much is because Mm -hmm. it's very tropical, and I'm Mm -hmm. like, ooh, like, I'm on a tropical island, and the music is amazing, and it just feels so warm. Like, it it really hacked my mind. I played it when I was babysitting my cousin. Mm -hmm. I used to babysit her, like, every summer for years, and my cousin had a big screen TV, big, 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 big TV. And a GameCube because she was a Nintendo nerd. And we would sit there and play that. And I would <laughs> I was kind of a bad babysitter sometimes because I was like, we're going to take turns playing. And then, like, she would not really get much of a turn. But we played that game so much. And I just fell in love with it. So one Christmas, this well, she, my cousin, the one that I babysat for, mm-hmm. her mom, bought me my own TV and my own GameCube system. And she bought me sixty or uh, Mario Sunshine. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I know you like this stuff. You've been doing a great job. I know you cannot afford this because mm-hmm. you guys are poor. Here you go. Here's your own TV and gaming system for your room. And that just, I mean, really right there, if we're talking about something that I already loved games, you know. I already played them a lot, but I just had a PlayStation. And my PlayStation 1 forever and she got me that system and it really opened up yeah. my entire world
0: having your own system to have in your your space yeah it's a big yep. deal so definitely i
1: i have some emotional ties to that
0: sure sure it'd be be a lot of fun to get to replay through it then for you yes. on the switch and get to experience it again yes and then lastly you got mario galaxy which for me um mario galaxy was one of the i've i've Freelanced for a couple different websites, and I've done reviews in the past for my own websites and YouTube and things like that. Mario Galaxy remains the only game I ever gave a 10 out of 10 to.
1: I can't wait to play that one. I never got a chance to play it.
0: I don't. I don't want to, you know, spend a ton of time on Mario Galaxy, but Mario Galaxy is. I mean, it's damn near perfect.
1: It looks really cool.
0: It's an it's an incredibly well polished, beautiful, mm-hmm. just a. It, it, it balances everything so well yeah to me like you know like the last of us was the you know perfect story driven action adventure game it was the the top of that mountain mm-hmm. mario galaxy was like the last of us four platformers for really me. it was it was that good it was just it just did everything yeah. correctly and there was no there were no deficits no moments where i was like ah that could have been better it was just like (laughs) the whole time you were like it's perfect yeah the whole time yeah perfect yeah such a great game
1: i can't wait i cannot wait and what's really amazing too and that i applaud nintendo for is first of all they could have just done like one re-release and just been like oh you know here's this game and then Maybe in two years, you'll get Mario Sunshine, and right. then in two years, you'll get Galaxy. They're clumping it all together. We're getting three really great games for $60. Which is
0: something that they did before with Super Mario All-Stars, which where they packed in all the two-dimensional Mario games to that point, mm-hmm. culminated in Super Mario World, which is actually being re-released in the eShop on the Switch. Which oh, that's is awesome. really cool, because if you want to experience the 2D you know Mario games... You you can do no no better than Super Mario All Stars. It's yeah. got them all. It's yeah. fantastic. It's a great Aww. package. So Super Mario All Stars is in the is gonna be. I, th- I don't know if that's actually out yet. I think it, I think it is. I think they just released that. Mario Battle Royale.
1: I don't I don't know that I care too much about that one.
0: Interesting concept. So you're basically you and thirty four other people are playing a a map a level from oh. from uh looks like art style from the original mario brothers when you defeat an enemy it's going to get sent to other people's courses and you're all just basically you know you're 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 trying to get to the end with the highest score and if someone dies they're out they're eliminated okay
1: well i didn't actually i guess i was i don't know i didn't fully understand that's what that was
0: when you say mario battle royale you're like "What, what does that even mean yeah so pretty interesting little concept i think it's, that actually uh, might
1: be really cool it could be
0: really fun yeah it's competitive mario yeah that's cool you've also got um super mario 3d world which was a wii u game it's coming over with some added levels they're calling it like bowser what did they say? bowser's revenge or something Hang mm. on. uh bowser's fury we don't know what that means but super mario 3d world is a co-op platforming mario game
1: Never, Never played cool. that one either and always kind of thought it would be kind of cool to, to do a co-op.
0: Yeah, yeah. We went from everyone kind of sitting back and thinking, where's Nintendo? Mm-hmm. Are they just kind of like coasting to the end of the year? Are yeah. they just going to let Sony and Microsoft just kind of, they're just going to concede the year to one of those two. And then they drop this, this thing and it's doesn't like. It doesn't
1: matter because they've already fucking won 2020. Yeah, but you wondered though, that it was just they were being very quiet.
0: Yeah. You know, like, all the news was on... Everyone's like, Nintendo's doing great, but what about these new consoles? Mm -hmm. And you kind of wondered if Nintendo was just going to kind of keep their head down and just let the year close out and then talk after the new consoles and try and get the momentum back. And then they dropped this press conference, and it was, like, pretty, pretty big. And we're not done.
1: I I, I think they've got more for us still. They might. But this right here, like... I know I don't seem that excited, kinda I I kinda already had my um freak out moment when they you know, when they showed when they unveiled. Yeah, when they unveiled Mario Sunshine and I heard the little paintbrush doing the M and I was mm. like like just I I never thought that we would get this game this soon. Like I'm over the moon about that. That is my favorite Mario game. You know, I went out and I bought a Wii. And I found, <laughs> I found that game again, and I was playing Wii on my big screen TV, and it's hardly like you can't even ooh, you can't even play that game without like your eyes bleeding because of the graphics not being correct. Um, but I just I never thought that they were gonna release this game so soon. I thought we were gonna have to wait. Yeah. You know I was really thinking we we're gonna have to wait until they've done everyone else's favorite Mario game because a lot of people don't even remember Sunshine.
0: (laughs) Guys, I have a great podcast recommendation to share with you today. So often when you listen to other podcasts or even sadly the news, you hear some pseudo-intellectuals talking well above their pay grade, far over their own intelligence about things that they don't really understand with a spin put on them that is probably there, if we're being honest, to manipulate The listener or the viewer this is why it makes me so happy to be able to bring to you a podcast like physical attraction you can find this podcast at physicspodcast.com and when you go there you will find several podcasts on some fascinating topics that run the gamut from the psychology of the conspiracy theories that seem to riddle the united states political spectrum to alien life in the cosmos and deep dives into the ethics of genetic screening and genome editing. Not only are these topics incredibly fascinating, the host is as well-spoken as he is intelligent. If you're looking for a podcast that will make you stop and think about some deeper things than what you might see on your average social media visit, please look no further than Physical Attraction at physicspodcast.com. I want to close the show by... Uh, getting on my soapbox For just a brief moment Humor me for just a moment mm-hmm. So I've never been A huge fan or proponent Of social media um, Twitter, Facebook Etc And I was off of them for a, a long time Years Like five or six of them It was a long time it was Right after we got together we were both like Yeah fuck facebook you know Mm -hmm. fuck twitter well doing the podcast doing the youtube channel i'm like all right i need to make a facebook page for the for the stuff to stream to and so forth i need to make a twitter account to be able to talk to people who may be listening and watching the videos and that's that's been a positive it's been a good thing so i made these accounts and you know before i go too far i want to say that in general the interactions i've had on twitter have been largely benign our youtube comments have been largely extremely positive and and you know welcoming and non non toxic
1: which is really surprising but in a good, good way it's been
0: yeah it's been a, a good surprise because i'm not sure how i'm not sure how i would be still having the encouragement to pump out videos like a video every day if i felt like everything i was going to put out was going to get like shit on by strangers mm-hmm. that would be very hard for me to continue um but on Twitter over the last maybe a uh, week or so, I've had a series of confusingly negative interactions with just random people. Um I'm not gonna like dive into like great detail, but they were, you know, situations wherein um I had brought forth no hostility, no negativity, nothing at all, and the response I, I was getting was laced with passive aggression sarcasm rant just pointless argumentativeness and that kind of dovetailed into another another story that i ran into on twitter um which involves i don't want to even really get into it you can check my 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 profile and look for something that involves skyrim and you can kind of find it that way Cause i don't want I don't want this to come across like I'm um, using that in any way to I, I don't even know it just feels dirty to even talk about in this context, but it basically got me um I don't mean dirty in like a negative way I just self aggrandizing or or i don't I just don't want it to come across the wrong way, so I'm just gonna not, not go there but um it got me thinking about sort of how poorly how poor a job we do in general. Imagining the other person on the other end of the screen in the way that we often talk to each other and how bad we are at imagining that the other people are human
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that they have a life with things that could be going wrong you know there's a clip from Dr. Disrespect talking about you know having anxiety about everything that was going on and You know, a moment where you could see the veneer, the guard kind of come down Mm -hmm. and, and you could see a moment of realness out of this character that, you know, these people are still human. So I guess what I what I want to say is, you know, anyone that's listening to this, I don't know, maybe just, you know, when you're talking to someone on the Internet and maybe they responded to your tweet and you read it and you're not sure if they were being an asshole or not. Maybe if we all assume the other person's not being an asshole and give them the best possible interpretation and go with that until they 100% confirm that they're being an asshole. Or I've had instances where I am 100% sure that someone came at me being an asshole. I responded with politeness and tried to find a way to find some middle ground and then the conversation wound up going well. Mm-hmm. Where you could actually convert an asshole Who's already primed Into a reasonable You know conversation And I don't know Like I, I just I just had a, one in particular Conversation that I, I genuinely Do not know Why this person was being so hostile I don't know what prompted it I don't know why they felt that way Um, and i tried to understand you know like what's what might be going on i tried to be polite i tried to um say something nice and they remained hostile and angry Mm. and it, it in the past that would have upset me um it would have bothered me to be talked to that way when i've not brought anything forth to right to 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 warrant that it doesn't so much bother me in that sense anymore. It just discourages me that it, given the the subject matter in the conversation, that we were unable to have a a reasonable conversation. It, it felt very selfish, and it felt very. I just kept thinking, um, man, anyone that reads this thread is gonna think this guy's a lunatic, mm-hmm. and and I, I hate to even say that, but I was trying to give the give the kid an out. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to help you realize you're acting like a fool and I'm trying to give you a way out and you won't see it and you won't let it happen and I'm yeah. not I'm not doing this in like a condescending way at no. all. I'm trying very hard to just you know
1: not create a huge mess out yeah, of what is want, happening. I don't
0: want to have an argument and I especially don't want to have an argument given the context of what of what the conversation is about. That is super selfish looking again given the context which you can find if you if you want to look for it it's it's public. Um, But just in general Just you know I think that it's so easy for us It's like It's like the road rage thing It's like you can have two people That might you know Maybe one guy does something the other guy And they're mad about it But if they're in person They're probably not going to do anything But if you put a pane of glass between them Mm -hmm. From a car Your behavior becomes Completely unreasonable You know you're flipping each other off Fuck you fuck you and you probably wouldn't even do that if the window wasn't there. Yeah, and and when we have the internet in between us, people are so primed. They're so just like a re- a reply that did that had no malice in it at all. It was a reply of of attempted understanding, and the reaction to be fuck you. It's like. As Why? A, like, holy shit, man! Like, where did that come from? Yeah. Like, you asked a question and I answered it very nicely. You know, not to harp on on specific situations too much, but just just as a culture, um, it's discouraging that we are so primed to to be so angry with each other at the drop of a
1: hat. Yeah.
0: And I I just I just want to I don't know I just want to encourage anyone that happens to to listen to this to just you know take a moment and and think about what you're saying to the people around you and and it's it's not just because it's ugly it's because you don't know who that person is this person that you're being an asshole to for no goddamn reason could suffer from an anxiety disorder you Mm -hmm. could look you could ruin their fucking day Mm -hmm. you like there was another interaction i had with someone that was much bigger Someone that actually did bother me That they were talking to me the way that they were talking to me um, A while back And it put knots in my stomach mm-hmm. It upset me I lo- I was about to eat lunch I lost my appetite Like it It genuinely upset me That this person was speaking to me the way they were speaking to me For no fucking reason Because it's the god internet And we just talk to each other like we're pieces of shit on the internet Mm-hmm And I would, I would genuinely hope that if this person could understand what their actions were causing, that they were causing me actual, actual real world stress and anxiety, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: that I had to literally mute the thread and step away and go for a walk to just, just to shake it off. Mm -hmm. If they knew that, that maybe, just maybe they would stop and think, ah, I was being a real prick there. I got to work on that. But I don't even know that that's true. Yeah. They may be like, well, fuck them anyways, you know? Yeah. Why are we like this to each other?
1: Well, I, I have a I mean I have a, a, a thought on that. Um, I really just I'm noticing that in this time, you know, since we have been growing up, there has been an inability for people to admit that they're wrong.
0: About anything.
1: About anything. It doesn't matter. It could be something where they were proven wrong and they still won't admit it because it's like they're seen as being weak. It is not weak to admit that you're wrong. It's not weak to change your opinion. It's not weak to, you know, soften your words and extend, you know a peace offering there's nothing weak about that and we need to get out of that mindset and the internet really just I mean it amplifies that and then with everything else that's happening in the world with our you know political leaders and everything it just drives that home everybody everybody now is so we're just it's a man for a man now you know I mean, there's no community, there's no... Even within our communities, we've got gatekeeping, we've got divides. We're divided. That's what it is. We
0: divide ourselves purposefully all the time, and it it is genuinely frustrating.
1: And I do want to say
0: that at the same time, so I'm talking about two specific instances of, of someone being an absolute prick to me for no reason that I can ascertain in the face of me trying to settle things down. That being said, I can go to Twitter and go to my notifications and I can see far more, you know, uh, positive responses to me, normal people, than that. Um, One interaction in particular that that comes to mind that has been um, quite a a sad situation and something that has been, you know, a a communal kind of of response that's been nice to see. So it it is more good than bad. But what's frustrating is that psychologically, you know, ten good things and one bad thing, and our brain is going to focus on the bad thing. Right, And it sucks. And and I'm I'm as guilty of that as anybody because I can have these good experiences on Twitter and the one asshole comes along and I'm like, man, that sucks. Mm -hmm. It just sucks that people act that way. Why can't you come along with the rest of us here and just be normal. Just be cool.
1: I think we need to encourage everybody to follow the three main tenets I once saw on just just an interesting thing I saw on the internet. It was a picture of um, Bob Ross, Steve Irwin, and Mr. Rogers. And it says, be kind to yourself, be kind to others, and be kind to animals. And I was like, mm, that's like the most amazing thing I've ever read in my life and i think about it all the time yeah i think about these three people who were very passionate they were very outspoken about you know being good to others and being good to yourself and it's okay to make mistakes and and it's okay to be soft
0: it's okay and be, it's okay to be vulnerable
1: th- that's a better word for it. I'm saying soft and I'm sure people are like I don't want to be soft. I'm not soft. I'm not a pussy. Whatever. That's not what I'm saying. There's strength in accepting kindness and giving it back when it's not asked for or warranted. Yeah. And yeah. that's that's my motto is be kind to yourself, be kind to others, and be kind to animals. That's my new thing.
0: Yeah don't be don't be argumentative for the sake of being argumentative don't
1: jump into the argument and really i mean this is this is something i have been practicing because you know i'm on i'm on reddit i'm on instagram i'm not on facebook i cannot go back to facebook i i have a twitter and i try to go on there and and interact occasionally but i really hate twitter too because i feel like twitter is like the toilet for negativity that's all i ever witnessed on there um think think before you post something just
0: stop and think for a second that who you're talking to is in fact a human yeah and they could have they could be anything from they could be another raving lunatic they could be another asshole and who cares but they could also be someone with you know that might be suffering from anxiety depression and you you may be literally tipping someone over the fucking edge
1: and something on top of that too if you just can't empathize with other people and you can't do those things think about it this way are you benefiting the conversation yeah are you benefiting the are you benefiting anybody does any do do we get any good from this right besides you get to be right or someone else is wrong or I get to be snarky and edgy and all this stuff that's not that's not good we need to change our mindset when it comes to conversations with other people
0: Ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you to this episode's sponsors, Twitch streamer Riper Healistic, which I will reiterate, should definitely go check out and give him a follow on Twitch. All the things we've just talked about being a positive a positive influence, which I think is really important. Positive comments tend to breed positive mm-hmm. comments. Positive Twitch streamers tend to breed more positivity right go follow somebody like Riper holistic on twitter on twitter on twitch because he is a good example of that as well as the podcast physical attraction which i genuinely enjoyed my listen to really intelligent conversations well produced really smart thought provoking stuff go give them a a look as well you can find links to both of them in the show notes Head over to scaryflitteral.com for links to our YouTube, Twitch, Twitter. Go interact with us on Twitter and try and do the things that we've been talking about, please. That would be fantastic. So thank you for joining me today, Jesse. My name is Shane. This was Podcast Revived. And until next time, stay nerdy, my friends.